and welcome to episode 29 of Set Your Mind to It with Michaela Campbell. This is a podcast where I share personal advice, tips and life experiences to help like-minded, ambitious young people set their mind to it and achieve their goals. So guys, today, yet another episode coming to you from the inside of my car. It is currently very hot where I am and the car is the best insulated place I've got to record this podcast. So I'm thinking maybe this episode might be a little bit shorter than usual as this car is heating up very rapidly and I can't have the windows down because it's super windy so just a bit of context for you there as to why this might be a little bit shorter depending on how hot I get in this car but hopefully you've been having a good week but if you haven't I've got an episode for you today that might help so I was tossing up episode ideas as I normally do kind of like to pick something that hits home that week for me so it's something that I can really relate to and give my best advice and passion about, I guess. But for this one, I wanted to do what an episode about what to do when you're in a slump or when you're feeling shitty, but didn't want to title the episode that. <laughs> so I think we can all get in situations where we start to feel a bit shitty, a bit down. It might not not necessarily be that you're in a rut, but... You just could be one day you just get in a slump and you're in a crappy mood and you can't get yourself out of it. I definitely know I feel this way sometimes and maybe you've felt this way more often than not lately. Maybe the pandemic had a big effect on you and you've really found yourself in one big slump or maybe it's just you have six good days and one crappy day or you know it's one crappy day in a month but you probably can think of those days when you just start to feel blur, you're not in a positive mindset no matter what you do, you're doing all your personal development work but you still just get in a slump and you just feel crappy and you don't know how to pull yourself out of it. I want to share with you what I've done recently, it's happened a couple of times, I want to share with you what I've done to pull myself out of a slump and couple of different things I don't know if it'll work for you but it tends to work for me and this has been in a couple of different situations so I jotted down some dot points to kind of give it a little bit of structure for you guys but hopefully you can apply this and it might help so we'll get straight into it so these might not be in any they are in an order but you might need to do these in a different order but I'll read them out in the order that I jotted them down as they came to mind So this is assuming that you're doing all the personal development work. So this isn't just, this is what you need to do to feel good. This is if on a consistent basis, you're normally doing your personal development. So consuming inspiring content, uplifting, up-leveling yourself. You're doing journaling, meditating, you're moving your body, getting some good mindset work in. If you're doing all of that, but you still find those days that you're in a slump because, hey, that's me. And maybe you need to do more of that meditating or slowing down or journaling or reading. Maybe you need to do a bit more. But if you're doing all of that and you still find that for some reason or another you're in a slump, then what I would recommend, first of all, is to check your environment. This is a bit strange and it might go against what typically I preach or that other people preach in the personal development world in terms of you are responsible for how you feel your external environment is not responsible for how you feel but if you're doing all of the personal development work and you're 
thinking, hey, I'm checking my thoughts, I'm processing my feelings, taking positive actions, but I still feel crappy. Like, what is going on? Have a look at who, oh, that's the next one. But first of all, I'll go step by step. (laughs) I won't get ahead of myself. Check your environment. So it might be that you've kind of patterned yourself into a certain environment brings up negative emotions for you because you've associated with that environment for so long. So it might be at your desk, you procrastinate and it brings up those negative feelings and you need to remove yourself from that space, whether it's in your room or your study. Maybe you need to go set yourself up somewhere else and do your study or your work. Or maybe your bedroom isn't a positive place for you. Maybe you spend a lot of time in your bedroom feeling crappy and you know, indulging in negative emotions and feeling sad or whatever it might be. It might be that that room doesn't have those positive associations with you. So maybe, and this is what I find, if I get out of that environment, so it could be anywhere, and get outside or just change your environment to somewhere that makes you feel good. Like I know if I go to the beach, instantly that environment feels good to me. Being outdoors in nature and the sun, sometimes being in a dark, dull, dreary room can make me feel horrible. So you might find the same, that you need to actually change your environment. That's just a very superficial thing. But first of all, if you're feeling in a slump, change your environment, get out in the sun, get outdoors, get out of whatever room it is that maybe you've got some negative connotations with that room from previous experiences. So it might be a way to rewire those previous patterns. And then the second one, this is also what kind of goes against the grain of, you know, external circumstances don't control how you feel, but they can influence you in a way in terms of if you're constantly surrounding yourself with negative people, it's harder to be in that positive mindset. It creates more effort and energy that is required from you to put yourself in that positive mindset. So this is one I only kind of recently realized, I guess, just based on who I was surrounding myself with, I was like, I'm like feeling pretty good. But then whenever I'm in this situation, like I just feel like I'm getting brought down and down, having people that have a bit more of a pessimistic outlook on life or lots of negative thought patterns, or they like to complain and that can be really hard if you're interacting with those people a lot to then stay in a positive uplifting place when you're constantly getting this negative information in and trying to have that conversation without you know disengaging from the conversation and the relationship completely you've got to try and find this balance which can be draining and then you might wonder why you're feeling a bit shitty because you've been around this negative energy I guess in a sense So we don't blame others for us feeling shitty, but if you are finding that you're in a bit of a slump, you still take responsibility, your own thoughts, your own feelings, but maybe being around those people and having to constantly filter your thoughts and feelings to try and stay in a positive place, because for a lot of us, our negative thoughts are patterns that we've learned over however long we've been alive, and so we're trying to unlearn these behaviours. So being around these people might make it easier for us to fall back into our negative thoughts because we're constantly in that interaction. 
or it might just be the energy. I don't know about you guys, but sometimes I get a bit of an energy from people if you're in a house and, you know, everyone's in a bit of a mood, bit of a funk. You might pick up a bit of that energy as well. Not everyone might feel this. I think it's a bit more of like an empathic trait, but if you feel that energy in a house or a room or a workplace where everyone's grumpy or angry or you've got things underlying the surface, there's lots of tension, that whole environment. So even if we're not talking about the people, and I guess maybe this comes back to my first point when I was jotting these down in terms of that energy in the room, maybe you need to remove yourself from that energy if you're the type of person who can kind of pick up the vibes, I guess. And if you're getting bad vibes, get out of there, put yourself somewhere positive. And for the second one, surround yourself with positive people. Maybe first of all, you remove yourself from the negative people, but maybe you need to put yourself with positive people as well. So those are my first two, which go against the grain a little bit. But if you're finding you're doing everything else and that's not working, that's what I've actually found recently um, has been helpful. And I don't know whether I should go into examples here or get through my list, but I've had two examples. Once while I've been traveling, I had to just remove myself, even though I was outdoors. I was just super frustrated at the weather. It was super windy. It was super hot. It was unpleasant. And I should have been enjoying it, I thought, but I was like, I'll just remove myself from the situation. So I put myself in my car, drove away, and then I worked my way through the rest of this list, but that helped as well. And sometimes... There's been other situations back at home, remove yourself from the situation, go out for a walk and that can really just help start that process of, all right, reset, reassess, check your, and I guess this is the next one, check your thoughts is my third point. So we're assuming that we're doing the personal development work, but why are you feeling shitty in that particular circumstance? So have a look through your thoughts. It might be you need to just sit and this is what I've been doing a lot of lately because I am camping at the moment, trying to just sit in silence, so not distracting myself. You might be meditating to do this. You might just like to tell yourself that you're sitting in silence. I found that's been more helpful sometimes to actually make the time to do. So maybe it's just having breakfast and you don't have your phone out, don't have music on, don't have anything, don't have Netflix, just sitting there and acknowledging what thoughts and I was listening to a podcast episode where they said, I think it was um, Lewis Howes, the School of Greatness podcast, and Jay Shetty were saying that silence is your mind's way to listen between the lines or something like that. But basically you need to have silence so that you can hear or read between the lines of your thoughts because otherwise you can't figure out what's going on. So you've got to give yourself space to actually figure out what you're thinking that's maybe causing this shitty feeling and then that's the next thing you figured out what you're thinking whether you wrote it down you sat with yourself in silence so you could actually hear your thoughts you're giving yourself the space and then you need to number four identify those feelings and put a name to them so sometimes we have a pretty limited vocabulary when it comes to our emotions try and get creative with your words I think you can look up like emotional vocab if you're wanting to kind of expand your words that you can use to describe how you're feeling because if we have more ways to describe it that gives us more power for correctly identifying it and then processing it and moving past it so trying to figure out what we're feeling 
really, really important because that's obviously why we're feeling shitty and that's a very general, generic term. You need to figure out if you're frustrated, if you're annoyed, if you're disappointed, if you're upset, if you're resentful, if you're sad, if you're lonely, if you're mad, angry, like use those different descriptive words. Figure out what's going on for you. Are you anxious, worried, stressed? What's happening? Are you overwhelmed? Like, see, there's already so many words and these are just probably ones that come to me easily. You'll find that for you, there might be some common feelings that you have. For me, my common feelings that unfortunately I default to a stress, um, worry and overwhelm. I think of my three emotions, which are really bad to have all the time. And so I need to find some other words to describe them, figure out if I'm resorting to them because that's my natural learnt, not natural, it's my learnt behaviour. So I need to identify which of those feelings is having me feeling crummy. And I've spoken about this briefly before, but often what makes us feel crummy, like when I was literally just the other day feeling really frustrated at the weather and feeling frustrated, there was a lot of little compounding things and trust me, they were all little But it was because things weren't as I thought they should be. I thought it shouldn't be that windy. I thought it shouldn't have been that hard to get my tent in the ground. I I thought that shouldn't have happened. And as soon as we start to think that shouldn't have happened, we create all of these feelings of frustration, resentment towards whatever the circumstance is, annoyance, disappointment, maybe that things didn't turn out the way they were supposed to be, if there was something that you wanted to do and then you couldn't do it. So listen for that language of, if you're trying to figure out what you're feeling oh that should have been like that or that shouldn't have been like that the should haves or the it would have been better if those should haves and would haves identify those because then if you go it should have been da 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 so it shouldn't have been windy the wind really got to me guys (laughs) I've discovered humidity and wind are the two things that really frustrate me about the weather and when you're out camping there's no escape so it shouldn't have been that windy or it would have been better if it wasn't so windy. I'm arguing with reality, which is causing suffering. Because as soon as we argue with reality, we're not going to win. We're losing. There's no arguing with the fact of what it is. So figure out what that makes you feel. For me, that was frustrated, annoyed, all of those things. And then give yourself space without distraction to process these thoughts and to sit in the feelings. So this is point number five and this is super important. So first of all, there was a bit of quiet time to check your thoughts. But once you've figured out what the thoughts are and the feelings, I want you to actually process them. So the other day, again, (laughs) the weather started to get to me just, I think, yesterday. It sounds really trivial, but it can be really big issues or it can be trivial. These are just my most recent examples coming to mind. It was really really hot and I was starting to get overwhelmed about a couple of different things that I had to get organized and it was all just starting to get to me and so I was able to go through this process a little bit quicker than the other days and I just let myself go okay feel really overwhelmed and let myself kind of have that rush of emotion so that meant I've been bottling it up and sometimes what happens is we push it down the emotions rather than expressing them in whatever way that might be. So maybe you mean need to let yourself feel them. It might be, for me, a little cry. For you, you might be more of someone who likes to yell or 
get things out you might need to move your body but sometimes emotions can come out in tears and that can be fine you might need to just feel it you might not have any physical response outwardly but you might just feel that emotion wash through you you really feel it intensify and I was hearing someone speak about this again I've been listening to a lot of Lewis Howe's podcasts and he was interviewing I think Rhonda Byrne she's got a book called The Secret and she was saying that she lets the emotion wash over her it intensifies and then it dissipates and that was completely what happened to me I said I was like oh yes that's a perfect way to describe it she's just described what I felt like it intensifies it gets worse but what often happens is it's not as bad as if we push it down what happens when we push it down push it down because we fear how bad that emotion could be if we do feel it we're like oh my god if I feel the full extent of my frustration or my anger or my sadness I think a lot of us are often scared to feel really sad or really lonely we're really scared to process those emotions if we actually let ourselves feel sad so if you've gone through like a breakup or you've lost a loved one whatever it may be if you let yourself feel sad for example because that's often probably for most people going to trigger a response where you might cry you'll be shocked and I've mentioned this before that that emotion doesn't last forever and we're so scared that's what's going to happen if we let ourselves feel that emotion if you let yourself feel it it actually starts to dissipate and for example I have mentioned this again before in another episode I'm not sure which one probably way back early in how to feel your emotions that's one of the first few episodes if you scroll back but you'll find that for example if you're sad and you're crying that crying won't last forever. You'll actually feel that as you process that emotion, if you really sit in it, it'll have an end. Depending on how long you push down that emotion for, it might be an hour, it might be 10 minutes, it might be one minute. For example, literally yesterday, be honest with you guys, I let myself go, oh my God, like I'm just so overwhelmed, frustrated and upset. <laughs> like didn't even, I kind of knew why. It didn't seem that reasonable, but I let myself feel it rather than arguing with realities. Anything that we repress gets stronger or what we resist persists is another little saying. I let myself feel it, literally had some tears well up, 30 seconds, done. And I felt a bit better. Then I took action and I'll go through the rest of this. But literally that just let me go, okay, that feeling, instead of kind of bubbling under the surface and resisting it and it getting worse it got to intensify there was an outlet and it dissipated which was really nice like it was exactly what I needed so try that give yourself quiet time like that's really important give yourself some space where you feel safe to express your emotions by yourself might be with someone else and then that's my next point is that you can talk to someone positive and understanding or you can journal it out if you don't want to talk to someone sorry guys my episode had just cut out then so I hope I won't repeat anything if you do choose to talk to someone though about how you're feeling when you're feeling a bit shitty I would say it's really important to view that as a chance to process and work through whatever you're feeling and then move on it's not a chance to just complain so you've got to be really mindful that you're going in to that conversation to process and let go if you don't want to talk to someone though just journal it out I think that's a completely fine option as well and will have the same effect 
because it's really just about processing it and going through everything that you're feeling, identifying it all, pulling it apart. And sometimes you can do that on your own, but sometimes it is nice to have someone else to talk to about it. So figure out what works for you. Sometimes it might be something that you're not really willing to share with someone else and you want to just do it on your own. And I think that's perfectly fine. Learning those skills to process emotion on your own on your own is critical. Like if you can do that, you've really set yourself up well for life because then you're not codependent on anyone else. So that's that one. And then based on you've gone through it all, you've started to figure everything out, figure out what action that you then need to take. So what is that feeling telling you? Is it telling you to, like, for example, if you're feeling sad, do you need to go and talk to someone and find a way? Maybe if you're feeling lonely, you need to find a way to connect. If you're feeling sad, maybe you need to sit with that emotion and give yourself some space to feel sad and figure out what thoughts you are having about that. Maybe that action that you need to take is talking to someone, which you might have already done. Or And this is point seven. It's actually take the action. So I'm going to roll these into two because I've had a couple of takes at this now and I forgot what I've said. Sorry, guys. The microphone keeps on cutting out for some reason. But for number seven, take action. Action might just have been taking 30 minutes to process your emotions and your thoughts and getting out of that shitty little rut that you're in. But maybe that wasn't enough. Maybe processing it wasn't quite enough. Maybe there was some more deep-seated emotions they've got some more serious causes like for me they were some more trivial things so I was able to process it sit with it let the emotions wash over me and that was pretty much good because they weren't too serious but if it is more serious if you've gone through a breakup or you've lost a job or you've lost a loved one or there's some really serious emotional stuff going on then there's going to be a bit more that you need to do so for example if you've gone through a breakup and you're feeling lonely that loneliness is indicating that you need to connect. So maybe you need to reach out to friends and develop a better support network. Or maybe if you're feeling sad, you need to talk to someone and speak to someone who has good empathy and compassion and understanding and can help you feel a little bit better. If you're feeling frustrated or disappointed, maybe there's a sign that something didn't go as you expected. So you need to prepare differently or reevaluate your expectations. There's a whole episode I did on this way back when, and I'll put it in the show notes, about what feelings mean, what they're indicating. So I'll put that in the show notes, so go and check that out. It's one of the earlier episodes, and it's all based on what Tony Robbins says that each feeling is telling you. So that can be really helpful, and I won't go through all of them now because I don't remember them as well off the top of my head, but basically whatever feeling that you had, there's... He's got 10 negative emotions that he talks about. He says that they're all telling you something that you need to take action. So you need to figure out which of those negative emotions that you're feeling, which is why I was saying it's good to have a wide emotional vocabulary so that you can identify which emotion goes into which one of those main 10 and then take action based on that. So that's what I'd say is go listen to that episode after this one and work through those feelings and see if by going through these seven steps so just to reiterate first of all change or check your environment and remove yourself from a situation if it's got bad vibes basically then change that and 
check the people around you. If you're surrounding yourself with really negative people all the time, it's going to make it a lot harder for you to be positive because you're going to have to be fighting all those negative thought patterns that are on a loop on repeat in our heads. So just check that. And the reason I just, I think when I recorded this the first time I mentioned this, I don't think I mentioned it second time around. Sorry guys, it's really throwing me. The microphone keeps cutting out. So what I was thinking is that I really strongly and truly believe in thoughts create your feelings, which create your results, which create your actions. That's what Brooke Castillo teaches. So you can check her out. She's got her own podcast. And the thing that comes before that is your circumstance line. So circumstance comes before thoughts. So we can't change the circumstances. They are neutral. They are fact. But we can choose our thoughts about it. We can choose whether a situation empowers us or whether we make it mean something negative and make ourselves the victim of it. So we can't change that circumstance sometimes. But we actually can. So we want to be able to choose empowering thoughts about our circumstances because a lot of the time we don't have control over circumstances, right? But we can also change the circumstances. So if you're doing all the personal development work and you're choosing positive thoughts, but you're still finding that you're in a lot of negative circumstances, so you're around negative people or the environment's got bad energy, as I was saying, then you can actually remove yourself from that circumstance sometimes. Ideally, end goal is to be able to be in any circumstance, to be able to choose positive thoughts if we wish. A lot of the time there's negative situations where we wish to think negative thoughts about it, such as things are not right, like someone dies, we want to feel sad, we still want to feel those negative emotions in those situations. But we want to also be able to sometimes choose positive emotions about situations that could either be seen as setbacks or a way to learn and move forward. But when it comes to more trivial day-to-day circumstances, if you find that you're in a negative work environment, negative home environment, whatever it may be, bad tension, bad energy, negative people, negative thoughts, not really into the personal development, kind of dragging you down, taking a lot of energy to bring yourself back up all the time, you can change your circumstance. You can remove yourself from that circumstance. So I think that's where this point of one and two of changing your environment and the people around you can be playing with the circumstance. If you don't love the circumstance and it's something you can change, change it. Pull yourself out of that slump. Maybe that is making it easier to think those negative thoughts because you're in what could be perceived to you as a negative circumstance. But we do say all circumstances are neutral. But do you understand where I'm coming from? I think you would, (laughs) hopefully, that if you can put yourself in positive situations like why wouldn't you why would you stay with people who are in a shitty mood when you go outside and be in nature or stay in a shitty job when you could get a great job actually that's a bad example I do think you can be happy in any job but it's more the day-to-day people around you even just environments that you've had some negative connotations with like I was saying maybe you procrastinated at your desk for ages or your room you had a lot of time that you spent being really sad and those kind of things just remove yourself put yourself in a positive outdoor environment with some sun someone that makes you happy change that circumstance okay so that's probably a whole nother episode about being happy or unhappy without changing your circumstance but you can change your circumstance so that was a long way around that sorry guys (laughs) um so that was one and two number three identify your feelings give yourself space for number four to actually process the thoughts and to sit in the feelings. So I'm going to say number four is give yourself some quiet time. Treat yourself like a little child. Give yourself time out and actually let yourself process the emotions. Kids 
We let them have little temper tantrums. We let them cry. We let them feel the emotions. Give yourself the same. Process it through. You don't tell kids, okay, that's enough, five minutes, stop crying now. Some people might, but I would say that most of the time we give them space. So give yourself some space. Number five, talk to someone positive and someone hopefully understanding or journal with the intention to come to a solution, not to complain. It can be a vent, but you're wanting to then let it go at the end. Okay, that's why it needs to be someone positive and understanding because you don't want to be speak to someone who is as negative or more negative than you who's going to bring you down and let you kind of wallow and become a bit of a pity party. We really want to make it something more positive so you're processing. Number six, figure out what action you need to take based on the feelings that you're having. Use my other episode that I'll put in the show notes if you want to figure out what that is and then take the action. That's the most important part is that you actually follow through, take action and then for some times that might have just been the processing but sometimes those feelings will be telling you to do something so actually do that, do what it's telling you and see where that takes you because hopefully by then if you've gone through all of these steps, you've addressed your thoughts, you've addressed your feelings, you've taken action, you've addressed your circumstance at the start there, then hopefully that should then tie into a result where you should feel a little bit better. And if you don't feel better, if this is more ongoing, you're finding you're feeling really down all of the time, then please don't hesitate to seek professional help. Go see a therapist, a psychologist, your GP, just to start talking about your mental health. There is no shame in that. This is more a generic episode for if you're feeling positive most of the time and you find yourself in a slump one afternoon or one day, here and there. If you're in a slump all of the time then you need to go and see someone and get a little bit of help and support this is just that okay why am I in a slump something's not right here pull myself out of this stop feeling shitty shake it off what can I do when it's something that you just kind of find that happens on a day here and there and to pull yourself out of those negative emotions if you can so that's two sides of that seek help if you need and if you find that you're feeling okay most of the time then try this so guys hopefully that's been helpful I hit my flow in the first record and then it cut out halfway through so hopefully I've still covered all of the points that I wanted to and it hasn't been too jilted not sure but we'll see and it's really hot in this car again now because it's super windy so windows are up so I'm gonna wrap it up there guys thank you for listening once again If you don't mind, it would really be helpful if you could quickly, on whatever platform you're listening to, rate the podcast. That would be quickly just hitting the five stars if you've enjoyed this. If you've got time, a review would be amazing. I would love to hear your feedback. And don't forget to subscribe because that's why you'll know when there's a new episode out. Which, why would you want to miss an episode? So make sure you subscribe as well, please, guys. Thank you so much for listening and I'll chat to you guys next week. Bye. Thank you.